So over the past couple of weeks, while I was procrastinating and really avoiding everything about life for a while, I ended up going down this 80s music video rabbit hole. It, it was completely enthralling, and to be honest, I'm still a little bit obsessed with it. One of the videos I ended up watching just over and over again was uh, this uh, music video by Kenny Loggins called I'm Free or Heaven Helps the Man in parentheses behind I'm Free, which at this point in time, I have watched many, many times. So this, uh, this is Bittersweet Ramblings and I'm going to talk about the 80s glory that is Kenny Loggins music video, I'm Free, Heaven Helps the Man. I'm sure you're thinking, hey, this music video is only a few minutes long. There's no way you could talk about this for more than that said few minutes. And you would be incorrect. I can talk about this particular music video for hours because there are so many pieces of it that are just a little bit mind-blowing. So in case you have not seen this little beauty of the music video, let me give you a summary of it. It starts with Kenny Loggins and he is breaking out of prison with a pair of wire cutters that he apparently just sort of had on hand, you know, just cutting through the chain link fence. In the prison, he had wire cutters. So he uh, cuts through the fence and he crawls through it and he runs to a car, which is just randomly parked on the street next to the prison, which is, by the way, unlocked. And he gets into said car because it was the 80s. So apparently people weren't into locking their cars especially when they park near a prison. So then he, he hotwires a car and he drives away. And he goes straight to this sort of, let's say it's kind of an industrial kind of area where there's like guy drinking from a bottle in a, you know, in a brown bag. And there are a couple of women who appear to be dressed as like sex workers. And Kenny, he's been driving along and he's been looking at a picture of a girl when driving. And he, he gets to this particular industrial area and he gets out of the car and he, he honestly kind of looks like somebody who's never really slammed a car door in his life and is questioning whether or not he should really do it. So he, you know, gets out and kind of half slams the car door and then he leans over the car and it's either that he's beating on the hood in a, like a dramatic fashion or else he has her gastric distress. I can't really tell which one. Uh, I, I'm not sure, but it's, you know, dramatic. And then there are a bunch of, I think they're intended to be miscreants in the area who are kind of dressed like thugs, but they're some of the cleanest cut looking thugs I've ever seen. And they start to circle him. And at least one of them is brandishing a tire iron, but doesn't seem like he knows what to do with it. And then, and then there's one guy who has nunchucks, <laughs> which he kind of holds them together in his hand and he pushes him towards Kenny and then Kenny pushes him back. Because in the 80s, in the bad part of town, it was best to, you know, you knew that you were in a bad part of town if there's some guy who's like, they're brandishing nunchucks <laughs> as, as, you know, it's, oh no, there's a guy with nunchucks. I'm in the wrong part of town. Even though this, this guy clearly did not know how to use them. So 
Kenny Loggins pulls the picture out of his pocket and they grab it and look at it and they shake their heads. No, and like, I think it's supposed to be menacing uh, because Kenny is apparently looking for his clean cut girlfriend. And to do this, he instantly went to about I mean, what looks to be the shadiest part of town because she hangs out there a lot. Like, how are, how are, how are these guys who are wearing like a lot of chains and leather going to know where his sort of innocent looking girlfriend is? Like, is there a reason why they should know where she is? That, that's not really made clear. They all look like they're thinking about maybe possibly giving him a beating. Actually, really, it just looks like they're all like dancers or extras and they're sort of posturing and trying to look tough, but they're not really all that into it, but they're trying. They're going to give it their all, right? They're going to go out there and posture and try to look tough like they never looked tough before. And then uh, Kenny is tapped on the shoulder by this sort of nerdy looking teenage guy with glasses, chinos, and a polo shirt who just happens to be hanging around with a bunch of street thugs. This nerdy looking guy indicates he knows where she is by sort of aggressively nodding. Well, please note, at the time that this guy is aggressively nodding, all these supposed badass thugs are they're slowly backing away from the nerdy looking guy in the polo shirt, which is important because they're scared of this polo shirt wearing dude. I'm pretty sure I know why, but I'll explain that a little bit later. Then there's a quick shot back to the prison where the prisoner tells, like, what I assume is a prisoner tells the guard that Kenny's gone and then he smiles sort of manically and starts beating a tin cup against the bars of the jail cell. Which, the jail cell he's in, the door is actually open. He's, he's leaning against the bars, but the door is actually open. So, uh, so he sounds like he's a quality source of information. They don't even have to close the door and he just sort of hangs out there. And then, you know, starts beating the cup around. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why you'd rely on this guy for info. So all the prison guards start running around and grabbing shotguns from the rack of the prison and, uh, you know, getting ready to, um, go after Kenny. So then they shift to a scene with a girl sleeping in her sort of 80s Laura Ashley style bedroom. It's all like pink and white and there's a mirror with all sorts of stuff hanging on it and posters all over the place. And she clearly looks like a teenage girl. And you have convict Kenny crawling in through the open window which has several cracked window panes and it's just sort of wide open. When he gets in the window, he sort of just like standing there and kind of leering at her <laughs> you know just staring at her and then sort of singing and all that while she sleeps then he walks over leans over her and wakes her up and uh the the girl's actually played by virginia madsen from like Candyman and sideways who in this video looks a solid 15 to 20 years younger than kenny He's, she's clearly supposed to be a teenager in a teenage room doing teenage things. And he's a 30 plus year old with a full beard. Um, so <laughs> so I, I already have a pretty good idea of why he's in prison. 
So she hugs him and then it just starts shifting between the prison guards grabbing shotguns and mobilizing and Virginia and Kenny climbing down the fire escape and then running across a bridge and then, you know, through like a downtown area. Then it switches to her parents who are in their pajamas in her teenage bedroom reading a note that she left and just looking distraught. So again, we're, we're clarifying. She's a teenager. And then the next scene is Virginia and Kenny just sort of, you know, strolling through the street hand in hand. Just not a care in the world. Just kind of meandering all over the place until a cop car pulls up. At which point the escaped prisoner and the underage object of his affection go running into a building and take an elevator to the roof while the cops take the stairs. Uh, showing a very fast response time, a whole bunch of cop cars show up and they are all pulling out guns and pointing at the roof and her parents show up and are standing there looking up at her, holding on to each other and, and trying to yell, you know. And on the roof of the building, Virginia is upset and crying because this really isn't the kind of romance that a teenager would sign up for. As she's crying and he's looking sad and like not knowing what to do, then all of a sudden the the street thugs who previously were going to attack Kenny, <laughs> they start to jump over the cop cars that were being used as a blockade and grabbing the guns from armed police officers. Keep in mind, most of these thugs are completely unarmed. Except for the guy with nunchucks who mainly just points the nunchucks at people. And then there's of course the guy who does a cartwheel while going to attack the police. As, as you do when you're going to attack the police if you're in like, you know, West Side Story or something. So, I mean, apparently he's trained in the martial arts of gymnastics. Up on the rooftop, out of nowhere, a hand taps Kenny's shoulder. And who, oh, who could it be? Uh, it's the it's that nerdy looking teen who just happened to show up on the roof of the building that is surrounded by cops who are chasing after a prison escapee and his teenage hostage slash girlfriend. And <laughs> this polo shirt wearing nerdy guy climbs over the little fence on the top of the building and jumps down to another roof. And Kenny climbs a fence and jumps down like, a little bit more reluctantly. And then Virginia, she looks at him and she's like questioning it and then for a bit she looks like she's pretty scared. You know, it doesn't look like it's going to be a soft landing. And, uh, you know, then she jumps anyway because, you know, she's jumping for love. So <laughs> then the cops who were running up the stairs to get to them finally get to the roof where the, the, the convict and the two teenagers have just jumped up of get to the fence on top of it, look down at them and then shrug their shoulders and just walk away because, you know, those cops weren't ready to jump for love. So down in the uh, riot zone, it's kind of a mini riot zone. It's, you know, it's we're on a budget kind of riot zone. We're going to just kind of swing people through here a few more times. We can't go crazy with this. There's a limit, you know, that kind of riot where the cops are still being attacked by the unarmed vandals who at this point in time have kind of started dancing. One of them has stolen the megaphone from the cops and he's dancing around kind of yelling into it or towards the megaphone. And then her parents 
who are in the middle of this melee. And they continue to hold on to each other and just look despondent. A uh, venerable looking guy with the glasses gets them back down to the street where the mini kind of riot is just sort of down the block and then Kenny and Virginia run away together. And the nerdy looking guy just kind of, you know, strolls along towards the riot completely unconcerned with a smile on his face because, you know, job well done. So it's, it's pretty clear who instigated said riot. That is the happy ending of this video. You have devastated parents, uh, sort of kind of a police riot, and a heavily bearded 30-year-old escaped convict convincing a teenager to run away from her home and her family to go on the lam with him. If that's not the makings of a Hallmark movie, I don't know what is. It's, it's just a little joy bomb. So I have a couple of questions about all of this. So why do you think that Kenny was in prison? You know, I, I don't know for sure. But I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that it was statutory rape. Because she looks a solid 15 to 20 years younger than he does. Again, her bedroom was very, very frilly and white and pink. And her parents were right there. Everything about this screams that she's an 80s teen. <laughs> and, I mean, even though it was clearly filmed in a, in a warehouse, probably because the fire escape and the window were big enough to fit through so they could, you know, fit the cameras and Kenny through it and all that. I mean, every part of this video is a parent's nightmare. I'm not a parent, and I was alarmed by most of this. You know, just the whole idea of, oh, good, a convict broke out of prison, broke into our home, and coerced our daughter into going on the lam with him. Like, what, what more could you ask for in life? He's also significantly older than her. Like, a lot older. Seriously, I don't care how lovely his voice is or that he likes to serenade you. It doesn't matter. This is not going to end well. The Bite Piper was musically enchanting too, and we can see how that worked out for everyone and everything that followed him. Run away while you have the chance. You don't want to get thrown in prison for aiding and abetting a known criminal. Again, I don't care if he serenades you or not. There are plenty of others who can sing something or, you know, play a tape. It is pretty clear from this video that there is really one person that, that you really should be scared of. And that's the nerdy looking guy in the polo shirt. And, and I mean that because, because of all the wonderful cheap apartments I have lived in through the years, I am more familiar than I would like to be with the types of people who hang out in those areas. Clean cut nerdy looking guys with glasses in the middle of a gang of people who don't look anything like them that's going to be a drug dealer and possibly a pimp <laughs> because the ones who run the place are going to look as clean cut as possible for when the cops come around. But their drug addict buddies and the surrounding thugs aren't as concerned about that. Nerdy looking guy, he's going to be the one that owns the apartment with the locks and everyone's going to knock and no one will answer and then they'll call and the door will just sort of mysteriously open and they'll go into the apartment. So when the nerdy guy takes an interest in Kenny roaming around the streets and then, 
you know, all of a sudden when he puts his hand on his shoulder and kind of, you know, says it's okay, all those thugs just back away and give him space. All the thugs who are about to attack him, all of a sudden they're giving him tons of room. When the nerdy guy decides to help them escape from the building where they're stuck on the roof and there are police cars everywhere. All of a sudden, that neighborhood gang runs to attack the cops without any guys who have weapons, except for the guy with the nunchucks. So how terrifying was this nerdy, glasses-wearing, like, teenager? He could get an entire group of thugs, unarmed thugs, to go running towards a bunch of heavily armed cops without any weapons. Except for the guy with the nunchucks, which... Again, he just sort of used them to like point at people because he definitely knew how to use them. I could just imagine him saying right now, watch, watch out you. I, I have nunchucks, which I definitely know how to use. I will nunchuck you to death. Prepare to, to face your nunchuck doom. I have an image of like the props guy giving these nunchucks to this actor who he like, I don't know, I'm just gonna guess he may be Thai or possibly have like Polynesian like descent in his heritage or something. Although I'm really bad at guessing those kind of things. I'm probably wrong. He's like probably Hawaiian or something. But they handed it to him and he, they said, here, you look like you know how to use these. And the dude's probably like, will holding these give me more screen time? Because if holding these will give me more screen time, I absolutely know how to use these weapons and will look very intimidating while doing so. You know, rawr. <laughs> there's, there's no way he knew how to use them. Then, when the, the, you know, convict Kenny and the teenager escape, you know, Mr. Nerdy just sort of strolls right into the middle of a mini pseudo-riot. Just not a care in the world. It's, to me, it's pretty obvious why he's able to do this and why he would arrange this sort of, you know, pseudo riot. It seems to me that this is his territory and he does not want a large police presence in his territory. And this whole like riot thing was a way for him to get rid of the people bringing in the police and also a way of him sending a message to the cops that this is not the place for them. Even if the cops come in with weapons, he's going to send out people who are too crazy, too drugged up, or too scared of Mr. Nerdy Boy to worry about the weapons and will attack the police anyway. It's, it's a nice little message of how much pull he has and how, you know, they should have sort of let him and his territory be. I mean it. If there are a bunch of seedy looking people and there is one person in that group who is clean cut and maybe a little nerdy looking who no one else is messing with, that person is probably calling the shots. This is the person who you don't want to piss off. And at the same time, probably want to avoid so that you don't accidentally piss them off. People like that get really edgy. So if you mention something to them or tell them something like, Hey, you know, when it comes down to it, taco flavored Doritos are better than Cool Ranch. Or something, you know, really important like pineapple does belong on pizza. Then they give you that look, that look that says, even though I know you are right, you are right on both of those counts because both of those things are true and accurate. They, they can't have someone disagree with them on their position on those important topics. 
which means that they're going to send a goon to get you. And that goon is definitely going to kill you to death with nunchucks, which he definitely knows how to use. This has been Bittersweet Ramblings. Thank you and have a good night.